So you heard that you need a get home bag, but what do you put in it? Hey, I'm Todd with Ready Your Future, and this is another episode in the 25 articles that every prepper should read. If you're interested in the 25 articles, there is a link to the PDF that you can download. And a lot of those links are not even found on the internet any longer. You really need uh, the link to the Wayback Machine. And so I provide all, all of that for you. So I'm going to bounce off of this article. This is a great article. It is written by someone who has been in the preparedness community for a long time. Actually, this article was written back in 2012. And so the author of this one is Creek Stewart. He runs Willow Haven Outdoors. Uh, you might have seen him on uh, the Weather Channel, like um, some of the, um, the, the shows like uh, Fat Guys in the Woods, and he's done some other ones as well. This article wasn't on his website, though. This article was on the art of manliness. And so I want to go ahead and bounce off of that. Of course, like always, I'm not going to, I'm not going to read uh, this article, but I just want to bounce off of it. I'm going to go through the article and then kind of briefly talk about it. And then I want to share something that's like this really important piece at the very end. And so I hope you stick around for that one. So uh, as we as we start scrolling down here, one of the things I love about Creek is that he winds up doing a lot of pictures, and so it makes it really interesting to uh, to see you know to read his articles because he provides he does a, he does a great job of setting up his uh, his pictures and all that kind of stuff. But he talks about a get home bag. What is a get home bag? So a get home bag is you know a lot of people have heard of bug out bags and 72 hour bags and uh, you know those that type of, of bag. And it seems like in the preparedness community, everybody's like, that's the first thing you need to do. Believe me, that's not the first thing you should do. But however, it's one of the sexy things that everybody likes to do. Um, so a get-home bag, he, he refers to it, he sometimes calls it a 24-hour bag. Because the idea behind this bag is that you are going to be out, you're going to be at work, you're, you might be on a sales trip, you might be somewhere. And the idea is to get you back home. All right. So a bug out bag would be to get you from wherever you are, from your home or wherever you're at, to get you to your bug out location. The get home bag is to get you from where you're at back home to your loved ones, to your family, to your kids, to be there, to protect them, to, to make it safe to them. And so uh, a lot of the things will be the same, but there's going to be some differences because there's a difference between trying to get to your bug out location and trying to get home. I want to just say a little caveat here with the bug out location. Sometimes, you know, when we talk about a bug out bag, you are going to a bug out location. If you don't have a location, you're just a, a refugee. So you have like a refugee bag. All the things that you have should get you to the location that you're planning on. If you're if you don't have a bug out location, if you're a refugee, then you better pack a lot of food. Know you know that you need to find food really really quickly. So that's out of the scope of this episode. But I just kind of wanted to throw that in there because a lot of times people that are new they interchange a lot of these things and they're not very sure. So as we're looking at this one here. One of the things that he talks about is, uh, you know, his his get home bag is in a, a small backpack, and really you can use anything. You're not putting in the kitchen sink in in this one. You're just putting in enough equipment, whatever you need to be able to get back home. Uh, at the very end of this article, he talks about that his bag weighs 14 pounds. That doesn't seem like a lot of weight for some people. That'll be a whole lot of weight. So you really need to know yourself. And you need to know how much you can carry, especially thinking about 
how far you are away from home. So as we go through the different things here, the first thing he comes to, we come to is, is a get home bag even necessary? So, you know, sometimes people come to preparedness and they, they look at the very big, crazy things, the pole shifts, the, you know, the you know, nuclear war, World War Three, EMP, solar flares, the whole, whole deal. And it's always the end of the world as we know it. There's a lot of the a lot of times that a lot of things that, that we do in preparedness help out in everyday kind of lives, the things that just, you know, you, you would need. Like, for instance, you need a Band-Aid, you know, so you carry in your everyday carry or you have in your in your get-home bag, you have a first aid kit and you have some Band-Aids and you're able to, to, to get into that, right? Or you're able to get into some medicine or whatever that you might need. One of the things he talks about in this article is, you know, the he he heard about the people that were involved in 9-11 and the people that were there and like coming out of the buildings and just the, the surrounding and there was so much dust that people had uh have have lung problems you know and problems breathing so one of the things in your get home bag would have been you know like an n95 mask that you would have been able to put on and that would have helped you to filter out a lot of the dust and, and the smoke and the junk that was there um, and so thinking about things like that. Now, 9-11 was one of those big things, a big terrorist attack. But you might be in a situation where there might be a lot of smoke, a lot of fire. And so an N95 mask might help you in that kind of situation. And so there's a lot of other things he talks about here, like severe weather, just a power grid going down for just a, like a blackout. You have you know, maybe a flashlight, a headlamp with you. Your vehicle breaks down. Um, you know, tornadoes, you're caught in a flood or a winter storm, and then you have things with you. All right. And so it's not really all about the end of the world as we know it, the zombie apocalypse that we're, we're looking to, uh, to have there. All right. So let's talk about some of the things that you put inside of your bag. Now, uh, looking at the pictures here. I really like that he has, you know, this metal container, this uh, now 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 glean uh, bottle with a cup on the on the on the bottom. And so one of the things that I've noticed when you start looking for metal, uh, you know, metal thermoses, metal containers like this, you really want to get the one that has the single side. You don't want to get the vacuum kind or like the the Yetis that keep things cold. Um, you really because it, it, that's not going to work for you. You want to have the single, uh, the single layered ones, and that you really want to be able to boil water. You want to be able to contain water, and then you have the cup there with you, and so uh, it fits really nicely on the bottom of that bottle. And uh, you can find those, uh, you know, all over Amazon and uh, different outdoor and survival uh, experts. They sell those on their websites and things like that. Uh, I found one at a thrift store that, you know, it, looked, it was brand new. And uh, so I really appreciate that one. Listen, if you if you have like a Yeti and that's all you have when you are in a situation like this, go ahead and use it. But you're probably going to damage the vacuum seal that keeps things cold. Just know that that will, that will wind up happening. So you have this, uh, you know, metal container to be able to carry water around um, one of the things he talks about is food and energy bars. Remember, you are not, the idea here is not for you to cook like elaborate meals. You're not, you don't want to put MRE meals. You don't want to do freeze dried meals or dehydrated meals. You don't want to do that. You want to 
eat something that is going to keep you going to be able to get you home. That is the goal. And so here in this one, he has uh, you know some Cliff Bars. I don't like Cliff Bars. That's not my not yeah. This just not my thing. Um, I would have Troll Mix. I, I like Troll Mix. Maybe some beef jerky, and you wind up having that inside of your pack, and that will keep you going. I want to just another caveat here. I know I'm, I know we're talking about get home bags, but the same idea applies for a bug out bag. The idea for a bug out is to get you to your bug out location. You're not trying to cook, you know, really hearty meals. You're not trying to be a chef out there in the woods. That's not the idea. You want to get to your location as fast as possible. Now, if you are in the middle of the winter and you need to stop to warm up and you need to build a fire and things like that, you know, that's a little bit of a different story. But remember, the, the, the key here is to get you home to your loved ones as fast as possible. So we have that. Um, you know, the, the food and stuff like that. Rain poncho is really a, a, a big deal, you know, because you might be caught out there in the weather. And again, it might be one of those things where um, you're, you might use the items in your get home bag, not because you're trying to get home, but because you're caught in a big thunderstorm, you know, a couple of days here in the Houston area, uh, a couple of days ago, man, we had some really crazy storms. And, you know, I have uh, a rain jacket in the back of my in the back of my truck. If you ever watch any of my videos that I recorded in my truck, you see it. It's in the back hanging up, and I, I'm able just to grab that and put that on. It has a hood in the whole deal, and the same thing kind of applies here. One of the things he talks about upon in, in the poncho is the poncho that he likes to carry is like a military style poncho that has a uh, that that can. Uh, also double as a tarp if you needed to create a shelter. And again, he has a really great picture in here where he's he shows that and what that might look like. And uh, you know, you can find those online. You can find those at military surplus stores. You want to find the really nice ones that are nice and thick, and uh, that you know that won't break. And there's some really cheap ones out there. It's like everything else. You know, when you when you you spend money on the good stuff, it, you know, it's going to last you a little bit longer. Um, get the ones with grommets because that gives you a little bit more options when you're trying to set up a shelter, all right? So uh, that is something to, to also think about. Talks about having like a little lightweight tart, but if you have that poncho, it's able to, to go that way as, as well. He talks about some walking shoes and, and having some socks and things like that. Um, I remember, you know, when I was on the campus, uh, and uh, I always, at work, I carried some, uh, didn't carry with me, I had extra tennis shoes. There were older tennis shoes that I wasn't wearing anymore, but they didn't really, they didn't stink or anything like that. But I kept them at the bottom of my filing cabinet. So if I needed them for whatever reason, sometimes even when we had uh, like a rainy day, I needed to get out there. Um, I would put those on so I wouldn't wear my, my nicer dress shoes out in the rain. And so I would put those on. So the same thing kind of applies that you might want to keep something like that at work. So if you were to, you, you were needing to walk home, you have some comfortable shoes and you're not wearing, you know, dress shoes or whatever you might you know, normally wear uh, to work. Same thing applies in your vehicle. You might want to put something in your trunk, uh, maybe in your, you know, the bottom of your, underneath your seat in your truck or uh, in your, you know, the my, my back seat kind of lifts up and I can put all kinds of junk in there. And so you might want to put something in there as well. And so some old tennis shoes, some old comfortable shoes, maybe some hiking boots that you know they're in there to be able to get you where you need to get to. So the other thing too is having some socks um, because you know you might be wearing dress socks or whatever, but you want to wear some socks. Maybe you get wet, you want to change out your socks. 
one of the things you can do is you can use a space bag. And so um, a space bag is a bag that uh, you you put your clothes in, and it has a little it has that little outlet where you actually suck out. Use a vacuum cleaner, and you suck out the air, and it creates a vacuum, and it becomes really small. I have used these suckers for big comforters, and it is amazing how small they get. I actually wrote an article and have a lot of pictures on it, uh, and, and it's just a, a really great thing to do, and you can buy them all different kind of sizes. If you don't want to use that, if you have a food saver, then you could also use something like that. So if you want to put maybe uh, you know some socks, maybe some uh, a pair of underwear in there, you want to put maybe a dry shirt in there, and then you use that uh, you know that food saver bag where you're sucking out the air, and it makes you really nice and com- compact. There it saves a lot of space inside of your get home bag. Uh, also, you might want to do that with your food. Uh, you might want to be able to you know, get your troll mix, get your uh, get your or your Cliff bars or what energy bars, whatever you're going to use your beef jerky. Put that in a food saver and go ahead and use that, and that way it just helps to preserve it a little bit longer, and then uh, it just also keeps it all together. And if whatever reason your bag gets wet, then you know that you're good. Uh, you know that's going to be dry. It's not going to be. It's not going to go bad on you. Some of the other things that he talks about, like if you work and you you wear a suit or whatever, you might want to have something comfortable to uh, to wear home. Um, one of the things that he includes, and I, I really believe that you should have a pair of these, are gloves. You know, any kind of gloves where you can kind of throw in your pack. Um, I have some in my truck. I just have them, you know, uh, easily accessible to me. I've used them many, many times, not to get home, but when I was helping people change a tire or you know jump a, a battery or whatever. And so you have those available talks about just having that appropriate clothing. So, you know, really think about that. Again, there's a really important piece here that I want to talk about at the very end that I think applies to even this. He talks about building a fire. Now, again, remember, uh, going, uh, you know, getting home is your, your, your main, your main goal. If you don't need a fire, you don't want to build a fire. If it is a, if this is a nice evening, nice cool evening, you're good to go. But if you need to build a fire to, for whatever reason, you, you need to get a drink of water and you need to boil water, you need to warm up, whatever it might be, go ahead and build a fire. Everybody needs to know how to build a fire. One of the things that I like about his picture here, it just kind of gives you some insight, is he's not trying to use fire steel or flint and steel. He's not trying to use anything like that. He's not trying to get fancy. He has a Bic lighter and he has some wet fire. I'm a big believer in Blackbeard Fire Starter. I've used that product. Uh, It works really, really well. And so I'll put a link in the description if you're interested in that one. But uh, I've, I've, uh, I've used that one before and it, it works really well. So if you're looking for something to help you build your fire, and that might be the case. If you are stuck in a rainstorm and you need to build a fire, you want a little bit of help. So you don't want to sit there and try to get fancy, like, you know, you know rubbing two to, uh, you know, twigs together but you want to build a fire as fast as possible and if uh, you know some fire starter will help you then there's no shame in doing that that's actually a very very smart move all right moving along he talks about having like a, a knife 
uh, and a multi-tool. I'm a big, big proponent of Leatherman. My Leatherman wave has never uh, done me wrong. I thought, you know, it's it's a great knife. I take care of it. It's a great multi-tool. I use it all the time. I carry it with me daily. It's in my backpack. And, uh, you know, everyone knows that if they need something cut open or they need, you know, some pliers or whatever, they're, they're always coming to me at, at work. Um, but the other thing is, is he has a machete in, in the picture. And I don't know if I would necessarily carry that. I would be more about like a, a fixed blade and even probably more like a Mora, something a little bit smaller. I mean, of course, you can go the big bushcraft knives and all that kind of stuff. But I think a Mora would would help. Remember, the goal is to get you home. And that is the, the big deal there. Um, so uh, you have a multi-tool and all that stuff. Uh, he, he talks about a headlamp. You're having some kind of light. Um, I'm a big believer in headlamps. And if you don't have a headlamp, man, just spend, you know, a couple of dollars, I think $10, a little bit more if you're going to get a little bit fancier, but they really come in handy. It frees up your hands to be able to, uh, you know, to do whatever you need to do. If you are walking on a trail and you have your, uh, your headlamp on and then you stumble, then you, you know, you have both hands to help catch you. And so it's come in really handy for me, even during Winter Storm Yuri. Uh, when the lights went out, I was cooking chili. I was able to put on my headlamp and I was able to continue cooking because we have a gas stove, right? And I was able to, to finish off the chili and we had something warm as uh, the house got cold. So headlamps are really great. If you are going to do flashlights and headlamps and it's not something that you've invested in yet, get something that is going to be universal with the batteries that you know to go across the different kinds of sources that you use so if you have a, a flashlight and you're using double a's you know get double a's that for that and then also you know find a headlamp that uses double a's or maybe if it's triple a's do that um, i have both i have the triple a versions and then i also have the rechargeable ones and really i use the rechargeable one all the time i have a flashlight that's rechargeable with a, just a usb battery bank if i want to use that and my headlamp is rechargeable with a usb uh, battery bank you know and so it, during winter storm yuri when my headlamp was going out i could just recharge it with no problem and it was it was you know one of those easy things but i think a headlamp is really a smart move if you don't have one and then also having you know a flashlight a really powerful flashlight is uh, is a good move you know i've already kind of talked a little bit about first aid kits that's something that you should have and uh you know you can make your own you can do that in the picture he has first aid kits he has hygiene kits he has a, a signaling mirror you know, all that kind of stuff i you know it's again it's one of those things is you know what do you need uh and you're you're trying to get home and so if i was trying to get home i'm not necessarily worried about like brushing my teeth and and being all hygienic <laughs> i want to get home that's the that's the main thing on the first aid kit if you think you are going to be walking for whatever reason then you might want to have things that you know the basic things like you know you cut yourself uh you know so you have your have a band-aid you have neosporin your you know antibiotic first aid antibiotics uh ointment there um if you're walking you want to have some moleskin just in case the shoes that you're wearing create blisters and you want to be able to put that on to help you you know make it a little bit more comfortable you want to have some ibuprofen and stuff like that for maybe soreness and you get a headache and and all that different kind of stuff right and so think about that put a little bit of uh you know thought into what you would carry you should already have a first aid kit uh, I've talked about that before. Um, maybe you can refer back to my um, to my uh, other episode on the first aid kit. I talk about some some things there as well. 
All right, he has an emergency blanket here. And back in the day, you know, emergency blankets were one of those things that everybody could, could you know, get. And they're really cheap. Like, you could go to Amazon and you could get, like, you know, 20 emergency blankets for, like, 10 bucks or something like that. But they're the real thin, cheap ones. It's like a one-time use and you know you're going to throw it away after that. I really like the TAC uh, bivvies that you can buy out there, um, like Survival Frog has them. You can get them on Amazon and different places like that. I'll link to a few in the description and you can go check those out if you want. They're a little bit more money, but they're reusable. And it's basically, it's kind of like a tube that you can get in and they are very, very warm. And so if you're caught in a situation where it's cold and you need to keep yourself warm, you're able to get into that tube and keep yourself warm. Um, the other thing that's really great about it is that it's this nasty, you know, like for fluorescent orange color. And so if you're ever in a situation where you need to signal and get somebody's attention, where you have this big, you know, piece of mylar, orange, whatever, you know, blanket tube that you have, and you're able to signal with it. So it can kind of be used that way as well. So um, I'm, I'm, uh, I believe in those a little bit more. They're going to be a little bit bigger than your, your regular little survival blankets. But, um, you know, if you're really serious about creating a get home bag or even if you want to put this in your bug out bag, uh, I think those are, are something that's uh, very valuable there. OK, he talks about the N95 mask. And so that's, you know, one of those, it might be, those are harder to find nowadays, right? After, you know, all the, the last couple of years that we've, we've dealt with, um, a lot of people went through theirs and then, you know, they're very expensive to get now compared to where they were a couple of years ago. He talks about self-defense. And so, you know, here he's got a pocket pistol and then also he has some pepper spray. So it really depends on your location what is allowed and, you know, what you're going to do. Sometimes you might work in a, situ in, a, in a place where they don't allow firearms. So you're not going to be able to take that firearm uh, inside as a, like a get home bag, right? Um, and, and keep that with you. So you really got to think about that. I love what he has here as far as a paper map, compass. He talks a little bit about having cash and then having uh, a notepad and having something to write with. Um, I think a map is, is, is really important, you know, you, especially if you're somebody who travels for work and you might not, uh, you, you, you might not know where you're at. You might be just like out traveling and, and you're going from city to city. But if you know where you're going and you have good ideas of maybe like going going from from uh, home to work or whatever, then you can use something like Google Maps. I know a lot of people don't like Google Maps, but uh, I have here for you. Um, I just have like uh, in this is the Houston area, and uh, coming from Houston's uh, the city city hall to the San Jacinto Battleground. And so you can see here that uh, I have this little location here, so traveling over here, and it takes me about 25 minutes in car. But if you do this little switch here, you can do um, that switch and it'll give you a route. Sometimes it's a different route because you're walking. And so I know that if I'm walking, that 26 minute uh, ride is gonna take me seven hours walking. Or if I get a bike, then it's going to take me an hour and 59 minutes or two hours to go. And so it, you know, it'll t give you different routes depending on how you're going. And so you can go ahead and switch those out. If you know that you are going to use that or that's where you're going to be and that's how you need to get home, well, then you can print that out and have an idea of, uh, of you know, the, the route that you would take. It might not be the route that you normally take by car or let's just say that you, you take the bus or you take the train wherever you go. You might want to go ahead and print this one out 
So you have this available for you uh, if you if you need to uh, to get home. But then again, a compass and our, our paper map is always a really good idea. Um, he talks a little bit about cordage here. So he talks about paracord. Uh, he has some paracord here. There's a whistle that's attached to it. Um, he talks about a, he has an emergency radio. The emergency radio also works as a uh, works as a battery bank, so you can charge your phone and all that good stuff. Uh, one of the things that that I, I would I probably for my get home bag. Or my, I'm sorry, yeah, for my get home bag, I'm not necessarily using uh, a radio. I'm not having an emergency radio. Um, if um, you know you're just getting home, unless it is like you know the poop has really hit the fan and there's been an EMP and you can't get to anything, your phone will be able to get you pretty much anything that you need. So I highly encourage you to look at some of those apps that would be beneficial. You can even download some maps to your phone and you would have them available to you there. I would be in, more likely to have a battery bank, to carry, carry a battery bank in, instead of an emergency radio. But cordage is something that is really important as well. All right, so let me go ahead and tell you that one thing that I, that I, I need to tell you um, when we're talking about bug out bags, get home bags, 72 hour bags, never coming home bags, whatever, whatever kind of EDC, all that kind of stuff. You can find all different kinds of lists. Now, we, we went through Creek's list right here for his get home bag. You can find all different kinds of lists online. The key is not to go copy somebody's list, put it inside of a bag and say, I'm good, I've got a get home bag. You need to create your bag, whichever bag you're building for yourself and for your own situation. So one of the things I always use me, uh, you know, my, my situation as an example, I live, I work probably about eight minutes from my job. So I'm not so, so worried about having a get home bag that it has everything inside of it. I'm not worried about making this trail for, for, for hours, right? It's going to take me less than an hour to get home walking, walking home. So I'm not so worried about that, but I might carry with me maybe some food. I might carry, of course, my first aid kit. I'm going to have my knife. I'm probably going to have, you know, like my flashlight and I'm going to definitely have some water with me just so that I can drink as I'm going along the way. I'm not going to have all the other things. I'm not worried about the, the shelter and all that kind of stuff and building a shelter or anything else like that because I know that I'm going to get home really, really quickly. You need to build your get home bag. You need to build your bug out bag, whatever bag you're, you're, you're thinking about that fits your needs. If you have kids, you're, you, know, you need to incorporate that. If you have pets, you need to incorporate that. If you have maybe some grandparents or your older parents with you, and they might be able to walk with you, but they're not going to be able to, uh, they're not going to be able to carry a, a pack with them. Then you need to be able to like carry their medicines and things like that. So you really need to think about your situation. Everybody's situation is going to be different. Please don't copy somebody's list online. That would be a really, really bad mistake. All right, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out with me on this episode. Like I mentioned, if you're interested in the 25 articles, go ahead and get that link in the description and uh, you know, get the 25 articles and go read those. I think those are articles that are you know for everybody who is interested in preparedness and uh, they're from all different kinds of categories. I'm gonna continue to go through them, but if you want them, go ahead and do that. 
Also, I want to uh, link to Creek Stewart's book. I did a review on it a couple of years ago um, called, uh, you know, How to Build Your Bug Out Bag. And it is one of the best books out there on building uh, a, a bug out bag. It was number one for a very long time. It might still be number one on Amazon uh, for building a bug out bag. So if that's something that you're interested in, you can kind of go through that. It's one of the better ones. All right, guys, thanks so much for again for hanging out with me on this one. We'll catch you on the next one. God bless you. Peace.